Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for our tops uh, episode. We got theories, we got opinions, we got predictions, we got some speculation going on. Obviously, our main topic today is going to be Ahsoka episode eight. I am joined by the one and only world traveler himself. Jack, where are you and where are you headed this time? Uh, luckily, I'm in Wales. Why I'm going to be flying out tomorrow to Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah. And then after that, I'm going to be flying out to Belize. All right, man. This guy's all over the place. And we have a very special guest. We've got Brandon from Clan Brandalorian. How's it going, man? Welcome. Man, thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good to finally get into touch with uh, some other Star Wars fans. And Jimmy, he's just an hour down the road from me. Didn't know there was this many Star Wars fans just <laughs> right in my little area. But, uh, but yeah. Just hanging out today. Finally got a good win for my football team. We really needed it. I needed it mentally. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just on here to join you guys. And once again, thank you for the uh, invite. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your Star Wars background, man. Like, how did you get into it? Or, you know, like, favorite movie? That Anything. Tell us. Give give our listeners a little tidbit of. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, I grew up. Uh, I remember getting a. Uh, phantom menace book and a jar jar binks uh plushie when i was about two <laughs> years old uh i do need to find those pictures and share those at some point but uh you know my dad really got me into star wars he's a huge uh astrology nerd and geek so i mean i'm definitely more of a star wars guy than star trek so i like to gravitate everything space and astronomically into uh the star wars universe so um but yeah i mean i uh <clears throat> I've been watching it since I was a kid, and it's definitely one of those things you, uh, well, I kind of kept to myself growing up. I was definitely into yeah. sports, and you don't want to know a sports guy who just likes to nerd out with Star Wars or something, so <laughs> I always uh, kept it to myself, but uh, now, you I know, I'm a, <laughs> now I'm a <laughs> married man with uh, my wife starting me off with the uh, Boba Fett Lego helmet, and uh, as you can see a little bit behind me, it's uh, getting really bad, so... We uh, definitely are into the Legos and Funkos collection-wise, but uh, yeah, I mean, all across the board. That's... I'm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because that's kind of how you got started, right? Like some of your first videos that I've seen on YouTube were you uh, collecting Funkos and collecting Legos, right? Yeah. Yep. Very and, uh, cool. It's really cool because the uh, Salina is big enough. We have a Walmart and a Target, so that's where I get all my lego sets from if we don't go to like kansas city to the lego store yeah but uh we do have a spot in our mall that has a uh, funkos and other uh kind of nerdy gadgets you can get called a uh, hoover house and then an hour <laughs> down the road we got hero haven and that's my spot yeah. i'd rather go yeah. there than uh you know texas roadhouse town east mall i'm at hero <laughs> haven but uh i love i love wichita and i love getting down there for uh um uh, Hero Haven for sure. So, but yeah, and I, that's where I found your guys' card at. Very nice. cool. Nice. We've got awesome. so many questions. So many questions. I've seen oh, some yeah. your videos on you because you've been going for near, nearly a year now, haven't you, on YouTube? Give or take. I created the channel in January and then I uploaded my first video in late February, early March. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, going for a while. And I've seen that you've got two parts to your entire collection because it's that big. So I've got so yeah. many questions already to, to hit you with. So we'll start off <laughs> straight away. What's your favorite Lego that you've got? Man, actually, I think it's this R2-D2 up here. 
Oh, that's a good build. It's nice. uh, I I was able to get it for the two hundred dollar mark, and it obviously went up with the uh, inflation to two forty. And um, I've seen a lot of places online where it's about anywhere from two eighty five to three fifty. So, Jeez. plus plus even at that price range, it's just the best build technique, and just all the pieces come together. There's so many little intricate ideas on it like luke's lightsaber from return of the jedi is like yes micro scale in the helm or <laughs> inside the head and all of his um pieces that come out the front of his body to you know change doors and levels like it it's very intricate so yeah that's that's easily the best one i got in my opinion sick what about your funkos mm, this actually my i got the new max rebo uh, okay. oh yeah the Walmart okay. exclusive right here. That one's yes. cool. We have the old one, but actually, the one that is my personal favorite is my Chase uh, Cobb Vant. Okay. As as minimal as a character as Cobb Vant is, um, I mean that's I was so pumped to find him, and I was I, it took me a few months to find him, but uh, but yeah, Cobb Vant, you know, out of all the nice. Star Wars characters, that's my favorite Funko. <laughs> yeah, we we've that's got right, so it's a big uh, Cobb Vant fan as well, aren't we, Jimmy? Oh yeah. Old, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Chris. Yep. So yeah, he dressed up like him at a celebration over in London and looked awesome, man. Yeah. So oh, nice, nice. He did a really good job three uh, D printing a bunch of stuff and he had the helmet and just just looked awesome. So, um, but all right, well, geez, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so what have you thought of what have you thought of Ahsoka so far? How, how what do you what are your thoughts on Ahsoka? Like you know, see episodes one through seven. Um, and we'll get into what we think moving forward, but just overall, you know, compared to some of the other stuff, what are your thoughts? You know what the, I think for me, it all starts with the opening scroll, the, uh, the sinister red text, you already know something spooky or creepy is going to happen. And we we're already getting that. Um, I think it's really cool how, uh, Dave is known as George's apprentice and like the yeah. savior of Disney Star Wars. And, I, and I, I see both sides to it. I, uh, not to dive too into it, but Disney Star Wars, I still like it because it's Star Wars. I know there's a lot of sequel haters and people that didn't like Mando season three. And like, I get that. Like everyone can think what they want, but I mean, I still enjoy them. So I'm already on this Dave Filoni, uh, trend for Disney Star Wars. And I just feel like he can't mess it up. So, but I, it feels like it feels like George Lucas Star Wars basically is what I'm trying to get to because yeah. obviously, you know, the Kenobi series, we get Deborah Chow. Uh, she did good things on it. And then there's some kind of lazy things on it, but yeah. I still like the series, but Ahsoka is definitely right up there with Mandalorian in my opinion, but it feels more Star Wars. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it, it totally. I mean, I know, I think I feel like I know exactly where you're coming from. So yeah. All right. Yeah, 100%. So, we we've seen the passion from Dave Filoni at Celebration, didn't we, as well, Jimmy? Oh, it was yeah, that awesome. Guy was almost crying, in tears. Yeah, taking off his hat and just talking about being down in the state. He'd, he'd be where we were standing if he wasn't where he was sitting. And yeah. I believe him. You know, I really <laughs> believe him. Um, I know in Chicago, getting a, you know, everyone wasn't really sold on um, the Mando because of the footage. But we sat there and we listened to Dave and John talk um about star wars and it was like just two buddies hanging out with all this yeah. passion i'm like oh my gosh like this is going to be so good and i do i do agree i, th I think it's kind of lost its way a little bit but um 
yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with the direction that most things are headed. So, yeah, yeah, so good stuff. But I just want to give everyone a fair warning. Move from this point moving forward, we're going to be spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're going to talk about things that have happened in all the episodes. We're going to talk about what we think happens. Any any of um, predictions or spoilers that we've heard. That's all fair game. So if you don't want to be have anything spoiled for you. You know, turn this off. Come back. Check us out on Wednesday after uh, you <laughs> listen to our prediction after our recap show. <laughs> so, all right. So, I'm just going to start us off, man, because if anyone who's listened to our show knows, I've got the biggest man crush on Balin Skull. So, I don't know what it is about this character. Um, but he has quickly risen up the ranks as one of my favorite Star Wars characters. And we have zero. T- I mean, he's had no screen time whatsoever. But every time he has a little bit, it's just he just nails it. One word answers, just not afraid to say the truth. What do we think is happening with him? I mean, it just seems like. I, I mean, I have no idea. So what do you guys, Jack, what do you think? Where do you think this is going? Oh, Does it get wrapped up? I don't think it does. Yeah. I have not got it. I have not got a clue at all, if I'm honest. I was racking my brains over it all through uh, Ahsoka to begin with. I thought maybe he had something to do with the Emperor coming back, but like, he's in a different galaxy, so it can't be that. Um, it could be something to do. I think they might do a tie-in with like the Jedi Survivor stuff, perhaps. Um, that's the only route I can see them taking. What exactly? What exactly it is that's pulling him? Um, towards wherever he's going I, have, I haven't got a clue in terms of Ray Stevenson acting though every time he's on screen he's he's one of those actors as soon as he talks you listen he pulls you straight in you know like you said he's a man of very few words but the passion beyond the words and just such a talent absolute talent you know it's it's a tragedy what's happened god god bless his soul but yeah I have not got a clue, if I'm totally honest. I've not got a clue. It's it's a hard one and that's and that's massive credit to the writers, I think, as well. Major major credit to the writers, you know, and everyone involved. And, and again, back to Ray Stevenson, you know, nothing's been given away really. It's, it's still a complete mystery. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, you know, I I really don't know where he could go. I mean, especially, you know, uh may you rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. Uh it's his character is just now kind of limited due to that. Um, but I feel like, I feel like Dave especially is going to be able to paint a bigger picture for him, no matter where he goes off screen. Um, but I mean, I think, I think he is actually really going to part ways with Shin and then Shin is going to, at some point, hopefully, uh, joins Ahsoka and maybe that can be like her real, uh, apprentice not to put sabine to the side but sabine is just not on that level and i I like how she's not like jedi force sensitive as george says everyone's force sensitive it just depends on your talent and skill but i like that they didn't take that dive into sabine doing that because i feel like that's shin spot and you bring new characters in for a reason and it sucks that balen can't continue on but like I said, maybe we'll see what Dave does, but really I just hope he's, um, I want him to be very positive, but obviously Jedi and Sith, um, it's, it's all by a point of view. So you could, 
you could be a great person, but love the Sith's idea of things. And I mean, it's just Democrats and Republicans. It's whatever you <laughs> see. <it> is. <laughs> That's how I look at it. But, uh, but with Balin, I really want him to just, he's just so wise. So I just always want his yeah. essence somewhere at all times, whether it's, you know, to Shin or maybe even to Ahsoka. Cause I, even when, uh, Balin told Ahsoka that she can't defeat him. I felt like there was just a huge connection between the two, um, whether they meant to or not. I think it was just Jedi to Jedi and he's just kind of tapping into that. Yeah. But that's, that's really all I think. Yeah, there's a few connections. I think the only route they could go with Balin is to keep the character alive. He suffers some sort of injury and has to wear a mask. But then mm. they've got to be careful that the next actor that replaces him is as good, if not better, because you don't want to nosedive that character. And then sort of what Brando is saying there is the connection I think he's got with Ahsoka, because we still don't know his relationship with Anakin. We know that he spoke to Anakin. So maybe somewhere along the line, he's got some sort of connection with Ahsoka that Ahsoka doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good, that would be a really good point. And that's why he's kept her alive to an extent as well. Sort of like a pity thing or a, like a last minute friend thing or something. But I think the only way to keep Balan alive is, is, is through a mask. Yeah. There's already been uh, speculation on people get, like him getting recast and things like that for another season. I know like Liev Schreiber has been one person that I've talked about and you can see on Facebook and stuff. I don't even want to think about that yet. I want to see, but to, so I guess for the final question with Balin though, does his, does his story get wrapped up in the next and episode eight on, on Tuesday? Or do you think that's going to be, you know, is that, is that his, is his story arc done? Like, is that the end of, of him yeah. or are we going to have to or is something going to happen down the line do you think i think, I think I mean, like i said it would get wrapped up with him dying done or it doesn't get wrapped up and he does get cast again but with a mask on okay the character's yeah. too good to to just leave and be wandering in the universe yeah i would agree so. all right perfect well let's get on to our next question then all right so i have one last bailing question this is uh who or what is calling to him what do we think? How how crazy? I mean, they brought the world between worlds into play, which people, I mean, that was a massive uh, discussion on every YouTube channel, every podcast. We'll all bring it in. Will Dave do it? Um, do we have any ideas? Uh, who do you guys think is calling to him? Is it is it the emperor? You know, like, is he calling to him already? Or, you know, there's some stuff online. So I'll let you guys, what do you guys think? Come, Brando, you start us off. <laughs> All right. Uh, dang, I was, I was hoping to get some feedback, but never mind. I, I, I got it. <laughs> uh, you know, going down the list, the Emperor would, would be cool. Um, maybe the Emperor could see that Balin is actually driven towards one side uh, of the Force as Anakin was very conflicted and would bounce back and forth as it seems like Balin is taking his Jedi training and mixed it with the dark side um, intuition, but then wants to lead that into its own route. So it's kind of like an, like a different dive into something else that he can create himself. So maybe just that determination and drive could be the emperor calling out to him. Um, but then again, with them on something's calling to him on Paradia and it's not like it's Exegol or a planet in the unknown regions. So that, I mean, that would be cool, but I just don't see that. But for me, I think I'm just going to take the shortcut and actually believe that it is the sun calling to him 
especially with um, Ahsoka having the daughter um, a part of her. And I, I like some of those sketches too, where it shows the uh, the father, the son, and the daughter, and it shows um, Anakin. It's like half Anakin and then half Vader, and then oh, Ahsoka yeah. is the daughter, yeah. and then. Uh, it's always been the sun, but recently a lot of editors are putting Balin as the sun, which would be cool. But I feel like Balin is, he's dark side, but he's not dark side. Like he has those tendencies, uh, but I don't know if he could live up to the the evil and the dark like the sun did. But I, I'm I'm in for a, um, a surprise, like something brand new. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's that's what I think. Yeah, that's a sweet fairy I could jump on board. Because again, I, I haven't really got a clue, if I'm totally honest, because it's that much of a mystery. If I really wanted to go crazy and go out there, then I'd probably say it's something like the leveller. Oh, yeah. That would That'd that would sweet. make you laugh, as in he'd go towards it. Because we know Balon's powerful as well. But you imagine if you found a leveller, it killed him, and it made its way onto the ship. That would make a good storyline. Man, yeah. We talked about yeah there being something because whatever they bring back with them, they're going to have to get all those characters out of the way for the for That'd the be prequel for the sequel. Movie, so yeah, yeah. I wonder too. This is my my thought maybe is it something to do with like that new Dawn of the Jedi movie? Is this like the is this where it starts? Like is you know is this going to be the planet that it started on? You know because like the Dathomiri witches and the and the uh, Zepho supposedly all came from that era, this this galaxy, and then came over to ours on the space whales. Is it something to do? Is it going to be a tie into that Dawn of the Jedi? Um, was it David Mangold, uh, his movie that's coming out? It's supposed to be like 25,000 yeah. years before everything. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe there's a little nugget there, but yeah, I, I, I I'm kind of just up for whatever. I, the way this series has been going, I know Dave's got himself a plan and. So, but they're going to start tying right. things in, especially with the old Republic of the books and everything. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, so I've got another question here. Unless you guys have something, what's going to happen with Shin? I know Brandon, you kind of said, you think, you think that she might come over. I mean, at the end of episode seven, she's Ahsoka reaches out to her and says like, I can help you. Do you think that's where she ends up? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. You know, it's it's insane how it's your first time on a show and Balin gets this as well. Obviously, you know, Jimmy loves Balin, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like we all love Balin as well. You know, just the yeah. uh, excitement before in trailers and, you know, seeing Ray at um, celebration, you know, talking about things and him being Gar Saxon. You know, he he has he has the credibility for Star Wars, um, but his character and even Shin's character, it breaks the internet the first uh, day of the release. And, um, you know, everyone calls Shin, Shin Batty, you know, she's a, she's going to break the internet. She did, you know, she's (laughs) the goth punky looking, um, space chick. It's nothing from our galaxy. Um, and I just feel like with the hype she gets and the great writing those two character has, I think it's going to, a lot of it's going to fall on Shin with how she can, you know, be part of the ghost crew. And I would, I would live to see that because she has potential, uh, as a character. And plus everyone's like, don't worry, I can fix her. She doesn't need to be bad anymore. I'll fix her. So, you know, it's just, you gotta, it's, it's part of that thing the writers have, you know, where they, um, put their story in, but then they also get input from fans and 
you can just type in Star Wars on Twitter and I'm almost positive in the mint first 30 seconds of scrolling, you're going to see Shin Hati on there or Balin Skull. So yeah. great written characters. And I would just love for her to actually be good. All right. Yeah. Cause she's not really yeah. bad yet though. Right. She's just following Balin. So <laughs> she's not good or bad really. Like, I mean, she's got the orange saber, which they haven't really explained. So, I mean, she does kind of take out a bunch of those. Uh, I love. I love how you two keep saying that they're not bad. They slaughtered an entire cruise of Republic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we oh, we forgive Anakin. He killed little kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so many okay, things. Cool. There's so many things you could do with her. I mean, what I'd like to see, I think, would be with quality is a proper. And I'm not one for romance, but imagine if she met Ezra, and a sort of love triangle between her and Sabine. Man. That I'd find quality. See, I was just going to say that. You, <laughs> Me and you are always on the same wavelength. <laughs> always. Um, I just think like they're selling this brother-sister relationship yeah, between yeah. Ezra and Sabine, which I still think there's like something there. But yeah, that would be interesting. You brought that, that in there. So um, I don't know. I think she could now pick up uh, Balon's original story arc. Obviously now Ray's gone. There's still a scope I suggest. Well, I, suggest. I think that she could just jump into that if it's easy enough. Or I think the only other thing is she dies. And I think how she'll die is sort of good slash bad. But I think, I just think at some point, Thrawn is either going to shoot her or leave her behind or, or something's going to happen where she's going to be like, I'm expendable. And that's when we'll see her rage. That'd be tight. Yeah. Set the eyes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because at the minute she's, she wants oh. power. She wants victory, doesn't she? So she's, she's sort of got a goal, but she is a little bit lost of who to follow. And and Thrawn's already already shown in everyone's expendable to him as long as he gets his end goal. So I think that'd be yeah. a good little good little thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that. Well, That's you, good. Using that that aspect, uh, Jack, what is Thrawn's besides getting off Peridia, what is Thrawn's end goal? Because I, I've said this in our, our live show a few times. Like I've read most of the Thrawn books, like the newer ones that Timothy Zahn has done. This character and those characters, I don't feel are the same. Like I don't feel like that's the same Thrawn to no, me yeah. personally. I this the Thrawn in the live action and the Thrawn in in uh, the Rebels show, he's more power hungry. I feel like and more like evil. Yeah, I see the one in the books is more like he's just trying to do what he's supposed to do for his people, and he's kind of like the you know space Sherlock Holmes. But uh, what do you guys think? I mean, is it as simple as he wants to go back and take over, reestablish nah. the Empire, and take over the galaxy? Because that does not he's, seem nah, like the he's, Tron that I know. He knows that the Emperor's still there, or he knows the Emperor's backup plan. We've seen it in Battlefront 2, that the, uh, you know, the Holocron that came up and said, like, there's clones being made, etc., etc., don't give up the fight. So Thrawn definitely knows about that, 110%. Then he knows there's a backup plan. But I think what will answer all these questions with Thrawn is we need to know what the cargo is. Like what mm. is in that cargo, and I think that will that will show what his goal is. As soon as that's revealed, and I think that'll be one of the first things revealed in the show next week. Uh, okay, I think nice. we'll then I think we'll then know the urgency what what is actually going on um, with Thrawn. Um, but yeah, he definitely knows the Emperor's gone, but not gone. So he he's going back to to reestablish. And like what you said, Dan, because he's been there so long now, and like he's already alluded to. He's lost so many men. He knows his resources are limited, so he, he can't be as power hungry. And he's he's grown up. He's grown up a little bit. He's matured, you know. Hence a little bit of uh, weight that he's gained that people kick off about. It doesn't make sense to me because 
you know, he's been there a while. He's not. It's not like he can go out there running around and keep him fit. <laughs> so again, it, to me, it just makes sense. It just developed the character. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm unsure of his end goal, but I, he's not stupid. There's some, there is a goal for him. As soon as the car goes revealed, I think we'll know more. All right, Brandon, what do you think? What do you guys think the cargo is? I've got a clue oh, again. Man. It's got the artifacts or talk- some sort of power. Yeah, people are talking about it being like undead, like stuff to bring back. But what? Why wouldn't he just have them? Because I mean, everyone thought that the night troopers yeah. were undead, like Merrick, right? I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of bought into that after a few days of hearing people's explanations, and I was like, oh, that makes sense because they look rough. And but um, I don't. Is it something that's like? The only thing is, no, I was just saying, because yeah. I was thinking, like, because my theory was like something was going to come back with them that was going to be a bigger bad and everyone's going to have to work together. Yeah. But the Jedi aren't a threat anymore. Like, you know, there's a handful of them left. So, um, just kind of some super weapon, maybe. I don't know. Uh, with with how the, the, the cargo is contained, it looks like coffins. So the only thing I could think of that would make sense, and again, it ties in with previous stuff, is is some sort of dead Sith that they're trying to bring back, like a Sith army. Oh, dang. You know, like back in the old Republic days, they had a Sith army and that, didn't they? But there's so many... Yeah, but there's so many cargo containers, that'd be a lot of Sith. Well, I mean, if you sit there and you look at the opening scenes of, like, KOTOR and stuff, I mean, that's... You know, hundreds, thousands of Jedi versus thousands of Sith. It's a possibility. I mean, that's that'd be going deep dive. But so. this is another thing now. This is going to blow your mind. I've literally just fought on the spot. So you look at John Favreau and what he did with the Avengers, right? And that, and that battle scene where they all came out, and literally, you're like, wow. You imagine that on a Jedi versus Sith scale. So he makes it back. They are all Sith, and in the movie, there's like loads of Sith lined up, and then we start seeing all these Jedi appear as the Barris comes back. But she's a Jedi or, or whatever. Ahsoka's there. Sabine's been trained. Hattie survives and comes back as a Jedi. You've got Jason. Luke. Luke, yep. Yeah, Jason's there. Luke, CGI. Blooming. Who else have got? A young Ben Solo there. Good to go, you know? Quinlan would be available. Maybe. Quinlan Voss Quinlan is Voss. back. You imagine, oh, you imagine the scenes no, in the Mike. cinema? <laughs> Dude. Whoa. See, I, Quinlan, man. That's oh, my guy. You, you know? If if Quinlan came back, they can't mention him in Obi Wan and just not do it. You know, bring him it's, out oh, somehow. It's lining up for that Avengers. I can just picture it now because John's done it before. Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. Yeah. You imagine the lineup though. You imagine this. Oh, I could just picture sick. it live where you know where they're like, oh, you're, you're alone or something, and then you know, Ahsoka's like, right. I'm not alone, and then suddenly all these Jedi appearing over the cliff. Oh, mate. Man, that'd be <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I'm like, I got like goosebumps just thinking about that action scene. It's like, oh yeah, yeah first. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Screenshot, screen or screen record this whole thing. Don't yeah. lose it. I'm copywriting that idea. If you want it, <laughs> you if you want it, I want access. <laughs> I want screen time with these two guys. <laughs> Brandon, what do you think's in the crates, man? Oh, you know, I buy in with the uh, the like undead night sisters. But then again, they would have to be Night Sisters from Paradia that have died, correct? Yeah. Because yeah, I would think. I, also, hearing the like uh, Asaz Ventress or Maul returning with uh, dark magic, I mean that that's gonna ruin Maul's arc and like how his yeah. character ended. Which yeah. you know, 
just from the Phantom Menace alone, it's there's you didn't really see him much, but then Clone Wars you got to see him a lot more, and then Rebels you got to see him a lot more. But it it had to end the way it did with Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, Asaz- great scene too. Oh yeah. Yep. It, it, uh, Ahsoka taking out Maroc reminded me just of that, just how quick it happened. And it was just like, Oh yeah, it's over <laughs> just like that. Um, but I've also, I've also heard that it's something from Tantus, but I haven't really dove too deep into that. Like it's some artifacts that, um, like in the Bad Batch when they showed uh, Mount Tantus and a lot of it was like Dooku's um, uh, some of like the stuff that he's collected oh, over time. Yeah, like Dooku's little thing that he had, yeah. Because it's like, it. I mean, regardless if they don't use that, it would be cool because, you know, we got a Count Dooku reference in Bad Batch. So yeah. that's just extra Easter eggs and fun stuff. But sometimes with Star Wars, it makes you overthink a lot, for me anyways, because I'm like, who's this character and what's he doing? You know, Maroc, for example, you know, you're like, Oh man, that's, that's Ezra. And it's just a dude, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, um, or even the, uh, like in the book of Boba Fett, those, uh, uh, the, the owls of the night wind, uh, the one that Fennec threw into the rancor pit. And then he finally confessed and they had like the red blades and stuff. Like people were like, who are those people a part of those? Like are Jabba's like, old army from Boba Fett. And it's like, they're just dudes, you know, that's what yeah. we just find out. But that's what I'm kind of expecting from this is all these, you know, speculations. And it's just like, Oh no, it's just like weaponry. And you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll buy the, uh, like the OG, like night sisters that like passed away on Paradia. I'll, I'll buy into that. Cause I mean, I don't really think it could be anything else. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious. I'm hoping like Jack said, we find out real quick in this episode so that we, uh, they can, they got a lot of things to clean up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And quick. Okay. So, um, I guess with another question too, like we, we know the runtime, right? I think Jack, you posted it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Probably something that Bestman Bulletin dropped for everyone to find. But, uh, so it was at 46 minutes. So we're thinking like 40 minutes of. Yeah, action. Give it a take. Yeah. Does this storyline get wrapped up in those forty minutes? Or are we left with a cliffhanger that leads us into now? This is the second part of this question: Are we getting season two? Or are we waiting until the movie comes out before we see Ahsoka and this crew again? So we got those two things. So you've got: Are we getting things wrapped up, or is it a cliffhanger? Are we leading into season two of Ahsoka, or are we leading into uh, the movie? What do you guys think? Go on, Brando. I'll let you start with this one. <laughs> All right. This is what happens. <clears throat> There's going to be a cliffhanger. Thrawn gets away. Um, our ghost crew, or what's left of it, minus uh, Hera, Chop, and Jason, are all stuck on Paradia. Maybe we get the movie because you got to think, you know, Book of Boba Fett has to wrap up. Mando has to wrap up. Ahsoka has to wrap up. Or that's what, that's what I think anyways, is like, if you're going to do the movie, that's going to be the end of it all. But what they could do is come out with the movie. Like you said, before a season two comes out and maybe with the, 
episode with Grogu and he looks out and is able to see the Pergil in the distance when they're in hyperspace, maybe Grogu can connect to one. And that's how Man- Din Djarin and Grogu can get to Paradia. Maybe he has a connection with um, Ahsoka through the Force. I don't know if that is way too far for them to have a connection. As like Morgan Elsbeth was able to hear the echoes of the Night Mother's voices through. But I, I don't know. But maybe, you know, Din Grogu and Din Djarin get to Paradia, pick them up, get in a pergil, and they shoot back and then... Here's just kind of like the end game Star Wars and here it you know, like here it comes right now. And I, so I, I I do believe a cliffhanger for sure. Um, but I, I would like to see the movie that way. Filoni can put all these pieces together now and then finish everyone else's story after this big yeah. installment of everyone needing to come together. And then they go back to their own separate ways and then each story can be finished off. Oh, all right, I like that. That's, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be all right. Yeah, that'd be a good way to do it. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I I, I agree with, with Brand. I think, um, I think like I keep saying, and it just makes more sense now. I think they're going to go down the Avengers route, so it's going to be two parts the movie, and I think it would be literally similar to Avengers, but Star Wars, where people are dying, like love characters are dying, etc. Um, I think they'll all get off Pradia though. Um, I don't think anyone's going to get stuck. I can't see. I can't see that happening. Uh, it'd be funny if Mando did turn up in his starfighter. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> gonna take one of you back." <laughs> um, but nah, I think I think they'll all get off. I think it would definitely be a movie. It makes sense looking at Mando season three, um, Boba Fett. That's sort of not well. You could say it's wrapped up to an extent, or it's ready for the movie now. But uh-huh. again, with this movie and with it all tying in for everyone else, you've got to look at the actors' schedules. Especially Pedro Pascal and how busy he is, you know. Uh, and some of these people now in Ahsoka, like Rosario Dawson, her her career is going to take off even more. Like she's done a lot before, so it makes sense for a movie. I think again because they're going to have so many actors together, prime actors, and they have the same issue with the Avengers stuff. So yeah, if it's going to be a movie, I think it's going to going to get wrapped up. I think yeah, I agree with Brando. It's going to be a cliffhanger at the end of it to lead us into. Um, into a movie but I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't either especially with Filoni I wouldn't be surprised if it was not going to say disappointing but not what people expected and it literally just stops dead and then in the movie Mm -hmm. that's when we start seeing the surprises like oh Thrawn did make it or oh Hattie did make it so Um, how about you Jimmy yeah Yeah, I'm kind of here I'm sitting here looking at the notes I have and also we have to remember too that Skeleton Crew movie still sit or Skeleton Crew Joe is still sitting there waiting and now I, I would assume that we're a little bit closer with the SAG, or with the writer strike being over, and then SAG still kind of waiting. Um, but does that skeleton crew tie up loose ends from Ahsoka season one, and then that leads us into the movie? You know, they have a plan. Obviously, they're not. They're probably not going to deviate just because of the strikes and things like that. But I think we're getting a second season of Ahsoka merely because. Rosario Dawson was talking about how she would love to be in a second season and yeah. seeing these actors try to play off the fact that like, Oh, this, this, the season ends and that's it, you know, trying to throw us all off. I, I think there's still a lot to be, uh, because that'd be a lot. If they don't, well, I mean, if they do two parts to the movie, then maybe, but that'd be a long movie to try to bring all that stuff together, all those characters together. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say we get a bit of a cliffhanger. 
but I think the skeleton crew comes out what maybe January, February, if we're absolutely lucky, probably not till March now with everything, but um, which is a bummer because it wasn't supposed to start in like November. Yeah, like Thanksgiving. originally before all the strikes. Ah, oh, man. Um, so I'm going to say that it's cliffhanger. Skeleton crew is going to answer some questions and then we get the movie. And I really hope that we get it. Cause I mean, I think this is probably going to be one of the most popular next to season one of the Mando. This is probably the most popular show. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of think that skeleton crew is going to play a little key, a little bit into this as well. Yeah. So I think we have to kind of jump on that a little bit and then, It'll ride itself out into the there's, there's a danger, I think, with the skeleton crew because, again, it's all the young kids. Yeah. So you've got to watch how they age, similar to like the Harry Potter sort of thing. But has skeleton, skeleton crew finished completely production? Because I don't think yeah, it has, it was, has supposed, it? it was supposed to come out in November. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a massive surprise, mate, if they, if they cancelled it. It wouldn't surprise me. The whole show? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, dang. Oh, man, I hope so. they don't do that. Yeah. yeah. It's very unlikely, it. I think. Because isn't um, Jude Law's character supposed, supposedly, secretly, supposed to be a Jedi? Well, he, he, uses, the force, he uses the Force, doesn't he, in the uh, the trailer that we saw? I have not seen the trailer. Yeah, see, I was going to yeah. I was gonna say, because they showed a little bit at the celebration, celebration this last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure ah. he was in the... Was you in the panel with me? No, you weren't. Yeah, no, no I, the force. There's, um... I followed all the rules, Jack. I didn't sneak around. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> That's not this, Jack. <laughs> That's not this, Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a trailer, and I think it was him opening a prison cell or, or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, he uses the force because everyone went crazy. Man, see, Yo, I, didn't, there's another, there's... I didn't get to see none of that. I'm on Reddit till like 3 in the morning, typing in like leaks, and you get this really crappy like video quality of just people you know yeah, yeah. and that I'll was when you after this because there's a certain thing you need to search for these leaks but it's not like it's, you don't search the actual word like the acolyte trailer for example they're all name stupid stuff oh cool see so I'll, sweet. I'll drop yep. it to you after this before uh, disney copyright me yeah, or whatever the, the <laughs> acolyte trailer that's sick like i'm yeah. really oh. waiting for people to get to see that because man <laughs> It was I, the high, I think the only thing I've seen from that is just like it's like uh like eight people and just lightsabers just ignite. That's all I've yeah. seen from that. If yeah. that's yeah. what you guys are talking about. Yeah. You imagine yeah, uh, the Bruce Lee enter the dragon but with force. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty sick. <laughs> so Yeah, that sounds uh, tight. Okay, so our final topic, and uh this is always a hot one in the Star Wars universe, the ships. Not not the ships that Jack likes but the relationships. So this whole thing starts with the end of rebels and Ezra and Sabine, Sabine making a promise to come find Ezra and uh, you know, nine years. I mean, I don't I hate to say this out loud, but after nine years, you know, I'm trying to think of like all my friends, like, you know, if you can't get there in nine years, it might be time to, but Sabine doesn't give up, man. So my question here is, and we talked about this a little bit with Shin too. What's up with Ezra and Sabine? Is it just a yeah, brother sister romance or it's, brother sister? It's, it's purely friends. It's brother sister, hundred percent. We've already seen one brother and sister kiss on screen on Star Wars. It's enough. <laughs> We've already seen it. It's enough. It's more than enough. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's just a it's just a friendship. I think um, that's it. I think, mate. I really do. I don't think there's anything else to it. I think. Even from the off, from the very first episode of season one, episode one in Rebels, she was the one that took him in, told everyone to give him a chance. 
apart from Kanan to an extent, uh, sorry, Hera to an extent, but she did everything for him. She made his room for him. You know, she spread it up a little bit like home, etc. They've always had that connection of, of a brother and sister. I don't think it's going to be anything more than that. No, that's fair. I can see that. Yeah, I see it the same way. Um, just, you know, they grew up together for, you know, that time in Rebels. So I think it's just more of yeah. a uh, brother-sister thing. Because if in that hologram, it was kind of like uh, Ezra was like friend-zoning her in a way, just by the way oh. he was saying, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Some, I think he said something about like how they were, she was a good friend or how he saw her as a good friend. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, okay. But yeah, I think the uh, brother-sister dynamic or just a really strong connection between just them two as like a really good bond of friendship. Yeah. Right. All right. I still think that hug was a little too long when she first sees him at the end of that episode, uh, was it episode six? They hugged for a little bit too long, but I'm not a big shipper. So I'm fine with either one, to be honest, whatever they decide to go with. I wouldn't mind seeing a little love triangle though. You know, get, be a good show. get in there. Maybe little, Shin, little maybe, maybe Ezra and Sabine are into Shin, you know? Uh Oh, so. <laughs> drama. So yeah, that's a lot of dra- space drama, <laughs> space drama, space drama. All right. So, Anything else, you guys, you can think about for episode eight, the Ahsoka? I think that's about it, mate, to be honest. I think we've done our predictions and everything like that. Uh, I tell you what, actually, do we think any more cameos from any old old characters like Leah, Luke, Han? The only one I can see happening is going to be Zeb. I think Zeb might appear, but apart from that, I don't don't think it's going to be any more. What if there is so Heron Heron and Jason have had their time uh on screen, you know, the first couple episodes uh they showed Jason. That was really cool and super quick. When the Eye of Scion takes off, you know, Jason told Hera, you know, he had a bad feeling. Always a good Star Wars line right there. <laughs> and uh that we haven't seen Jason um since he listened to the waves. So maybe they can touch base with Hera and Jason for a second. And maybe he asks Hera, you know, like how, like, how is like, why do I feel this way? And why can I do this? And maybe Hera is telling Jason about Kanan and we kind of dive into Hera's mind and we see a live action Kanan, you know, just to get maybe just that little bit of fan service that we've got, of course, from Anakin, which, you know, everyone had to have liked that. Um, and but I think a Kanan would be really cool. But I know Freddie Prince said that he just wanted Kanan to just be done, and yeah. oh, he did his thing. That's it. But at the same that's, time, he's the actor. As Filoni is <laughs> like, hey, I made this character, so I, I think that would be really, really cool. Is if we just got maybe yeah. just a flashback of like Hera and uh, Kanan awesome. meeting for the first time. Just just a little something. Uh, that'd be awesome. Dude, that would be like be you said, Jimmy, amazing. as well. How about you that said by was... saying that the actors are like trying to throw us off? Yeah, because that was one of our very first episodes. We talked about that story. Yeah. And we thought maybe he's just trying to throw a wrench into, uh, you know, because that would have been about the time he maybe have recorded or done something and was just like, I need to get out there and throw some water on this fire real quick. But um, yeah, that would, oh, that would be, even if it's like a hologram or something. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Fans would oh, yeah. freak out. Um, the only one I can think of, 
maybe the Bendu. Ooh, the that Bendu's would be cool. not really tied to. That's um, a great shout. What's the Bendu? Is the like, one that's calling Balon. That's what I was kind of you know it's kind of popped into my head. You yeah. Know, because he called to Canaan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Said, oh, you heard my call, and so who, that's a great can you shout. Seeing the Bendu live action like that would be bonkers. So, but yeah. Star Wars does do know. good with very large um, animals and dragons of some sort. You know, the crate dragon, yeah. it, and it doesn't yeah. look buggy. It looks good. No. So that They'd would be, be tight. Maybe they'd have a full conversation because he could be staring up at the volume, and that could be a CGI character talking down to him, and it would be that could be Man. pretty nuts. That's a good shout, so, out, Jimmy. So. But yeah, that, I, mean, I bet I that's what it is. Be... <laughs> that's a good shot. Yeah, that that is way now. too. That is way too good to not be true. So, yeah. and he, you know, Dave loves those characters he's created. And man, the I can't I can't think of the guys. It wasn't it. Uh, what's the doctor that voiced him? Uh, was it? Man, I cannot remember. So we had a whole episode we talked about is the Bendu. Is it a person or is it a thing? Like, is it a title? Because he calls himself the Bendu. Right, so it could be something that's a Bendu. It doesn't necessarily have to be that one, but yeah, I would love to see that Bendu. Tom on Baker live action screen. Yeah, Tom Baker. I wanted to say Tom Baker, but I was like, uh, I couldn't remember if that was right or not. So thanks for looking that up. All right. Well, I think we have lots of stuff now. I cannot wait until Tuesday at eight o'clock for us and Jack yes. at two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to have to wait till two a.m. I'll be in oh, the yeah, least. Well, you... It'd be normal time for me. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, um, first off, Brandon, I want to thank you for uh, coming on our show. And this was awesome. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social medias and your shows and stuff. Perfect. Yeah, well, to end that, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love what you guys do. It's a it's a good relief to see other, you know, Star Wars fans, you know, in the circle. Um, So, yeah, really appreciate being on, talking some Star Wars, getting nerdy. I love it. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me on uh YouTube. That's mainly what I do. Uh Clan Brandalorians, the channel. Um I go over lore, theories, uh Funko, Lego, uh more so the Lego and Funkos will be on my TikTok and Instagram. And those are all at Brandalorian sixty six. Um I'm on Twitter a little bit. I don't use it too much. I just kinda look at leaks really, uh just to see what's going <laughs> on. A lot of where everyone's chirping and where all the chat's coming from. So, uh, but yeah, that's basically what I do. Uh, breakdowns, of course, for all the new uh, uh, Disney Plus Star Wars shows and stuff like that. And I do a small podcast as well. I haven't done it uh, so far with Ahsoka, but basically it's uh, easier for me to get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of uh, solo talk for myself. And I do yeah. at some point plan to get guests on and make longer episodes for those who love longer podcast episodes, which, uh, but, but yeah, that's uh that's where you guys can find me. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Yep, sounds great. Make sure you check him out. Again, Explorers hit us up on our socials, Explore the Force on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um again, appreciate your time, Brando. We definitely have to do this um again. Before we close Absolutely. out, we always have a uh, little quotes. Alright, so we'll give you a little bit of time to think of one. I'll start us off. So for myself then, he's the chosen one. He will bring balance over to you, Randa. Who? Um, never tell me the odds. Always love all that right. one. All right. <laughs> My first Very one. Good. My first and one. And for all, 
And for all three of us, we have spoken. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was a blast. Oh, yeah. Thank that you was. so much for coming on. Thank you.